0: The following podcast contains ass-loads of spoilers. We here at Two Nerdskys in a podcast are firm believers in preserving all the surprises of a genuine film viewing experience. And Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh my god, I smell shenanigans! I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! Yeah, baby, yeah! ever dance with the devil? Kawabunga. I thought that was a party. It's two no skills in a podcast with Eric and Josh. Next
1: level. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Oh, shut the fuck up. All right, folks. Well, welcome to a brand new installment, of course, of Two Nerdskis in a Podcast. We're the one show where two nerdskis like to come together and talk about everything pop culture and entertainment. Of course, as always, I'm one of your nerdskis. This is Eric. I'm Jeff. And welcome back again, everybody, to another installment of Horror Month, where we're talking everything about horror. And this is a very special edition of Horror Month because, oh yeah, this past weekend, as of this recording, um, it this is um, this is April Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday, October seventeenth, and um, on October fifteenth is when Halloween Kills was released, and both of us got a chance to see it recently. And uh, yeah, um, I actually did not. I did. I didn't get a chance to ask you, um, how was your experience in the theater? Cause you, I assume you saw it in theaters, obviously. Cause I know it's streaming on Peacock, but you were just like, no, man, I'm going to see this in theaters.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if Michael Myers is going to fuck people up, then yeah, that's a big screen requirement. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, thankfully. Well, when, um, when the movie started, there were the, uh, the typical group of shithead teenagers that kept snickering to each other. And, Looked like that they were playing on their phones and shit, mm-hmm. and I've had awful experiences, especially with horror movies, with people being fucking assholes throughout the whole movie. Like they're either talking or texting or like messing with the uh, messing with the uh, recliner seats. Right, right. It, it's right. awful. It always it always like kills the uh, the immersion of the movie for me. And I was I was worried that was gonna be exactly the case here but thankfully they they knocked that shit off pretty quick and i was able to just sit back and enjoy the movie and uh well before i dive into my thoughts uh what were your expectations going into this um i really didn't
1: have any expectations other than them like i'm just hoping that it can just kind of continues where like i was just more curious to see what exactly was going to happen because so um, if you guys re- can recall, um, in Halloween 2018, uh, Lori, her mu- her daughter, Karen, and her granddaughter, Allison, trap Michael in Lori's home, uh, burn it to the ground, and they escape. And Michael is left to burn and die. Or does he? Because as the trailers show, that motherfucker gets out and starts killing people left and right. Um, so if you really want a giant gore-fest that was lacking in the previous film, you've got it right here. Um, real quick on my experience, it's funny you mentioned the teenager stuff. So luckily, I had a similar experience with you, the uh, same as you. Um, there, are, there are definitely some people who are probably like, um, kind of like snickering to each other and whatnot, but it wasn't like too annoying or anything. Luckily, people just kept going on and luckily the movie moved at a pace where everyone's just like enjoying themselves. And uh, I mean, that was what was more important. Look, I didn't have to hear all those like snickering a-holes or whatnot. So it was, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear, I'm glad that my experience was good too. But, um, another and anything though. Yeah. My expectations weren't like gigantically through the roof. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to see what kind of, what, what I'm getting myself into. So, um, before I get into my thoughts, actually, I want to hear your thoughts first because I saw what you posted on your Instagram and I'm like. Okay, I want to hear Jeff say his thoughts first, and then I'll get (coughs) to mine. So please, um, by the way, so we are going to do full-blown spoilers, but we're going to start off with non-spoilers first. So um, anyone who has not seen the movie, um, after we're done with our non-spoiler section, um, if you have not seen the movie, please stop there. Uh, Go see the movie then. Come on back and then um, listen to us talk about the rest of the movie, because we're gonna go into pretty much full-on spoilers as usual. But Jeff, please, non-spoilers. How did you feel about Halloween Kills? So I
0: want to say for the first, because um, I've actually, I've actually seen, I've actually seen it twice now, uh, because I wanted to. I didn't know what I was gonna get going in. And after seeing the movie, I didn't really know what to think, so I felt I had to go see it a second time. So, uh, so that helped me. Uh, that helped me look look at the movie on its own merits. Now that I knew what was coming, mm-hmm. and I, I think that did help. Uh, overall, I I like the movie. Uh, I would say it's it is and it isn't better than the previous movie. I would say that because some of the uh, I mean, what I do like is that I think this will be one of the most easily rewatchable movies in the franchise, just because the moment it starts, you're just immediately in it. It's a pretty breakneck pace, doesn't really let up You're you're in the in in the thick of the situation immediately. So if you're just looking for, you know, your mindless slasher movie entertainment. Halloween Kills does a pretty good job at serving that. And <clears throat> yeah, I'm so sorry. My voice is fucked up tonight. Um, but yeah, so overall, I would say that I I like it. Uh, it does some things that piss me off as a longtime fan quite a bit. But it does other things that also as a longtime fan makes, uh, makes my nipples dance. <laughs> Damn okay uh you don't fuck it like let's just get into spoilers um before
1: no no, i'm not done yet uh hold on because let me um let me just say right off the bat well i'm glad you enjoyed it because i'm gonna so if i could sum it up in one sentence this is basically what i think it's over the top and kind of dumb not gonna lie i kind of think this movie blows a little bit yeah I kind of think it does. Um, now there are definitely things in it of quality that I definitely enjoy. Like Michael Myers is still Michael Myers, uh, and because like it's just to just to kind of play catch up, like uh, aside from the original 1978 classic, I have not seen any of the sequels. Uh, the only sequel I have seen, aside from Halloween Kills, was the 2018 film, um, and that was basically, uh, yeah, basically my foray with. The franchise um and i felt that like seeing kind of looking at like the rest of the, the halloween movies i'd say like um even though i haven't watched them i'd say that this is probably the closest to the original tone that john carpenter originally set especially when he's one of the producers and um also is scoring the film so that alone definitely great um jamie lee curtis is still really good uh the music like i said fucking great um Michael is actually menacing. Um I forget who the stunt I, I let's see the stuntman uh um, James Jude Courtney. Yeah, definitely excellent. Like he is he is the new <clears throat> Nick Ca- He is he is the new Nick Castle. Um let's put it that way. Um he definitely captures the physical um the physical embodiment of Michael um sense Nick. Um and uh, I mean I guess that's it. I mean, because everything else, I'm just like, what the fuck? Um, for me, I'm like... For me, I'm like... Because, like... And, and, well, I'm sure we'll get into this, but, like, you know... I don't know. Like, the blood and gore is nice. There's far more blood and gore than there was in the previous one, but I felt like, you know... When you use too much blood and gore just to hide the fact that the kills aren't all that impressive, you just want to see... A lot of blood and gore, so I'm like, I'm a little see, actually disappointed I, by that. And, I think, God,
0: uh, uh, I think that's where we're definitely going to disagree because I, I got some, sh- uh, some shit to say on the kills.
1: So then let's, so then everyone, that's kind of my thoughts non-spoiler wise. So, um, like I said, uh, if you have not seen the movie at this point, please go see it now, or yeah, go see it. Once you're done, come on back and listen to our spoiler filter. Don't be story. one of those
0: douchebags that pirates the movie. No, go fucking support this movie. Like, either. Um, I would actually either... say
1: don't if if my recommendation's anything at this point. Um, but, anyways, let's go full on the spoilers. Dude, yeah. I, when I saw your Instagram post, I was like, okay, we're in for an interesting discussion. So, this okay, is so, going to be a
0: split. So, firsthand, the flashbacks. Okay, oh so this is actually one of the things I fucking actually Fucking really God, liked. that was wonderful. Yes, it was. Um It's the Okay, I I need to gush about this for a little bit. No, no,
1: go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because I definitely do agree this is one of the best parts of the movie, for sure.
0: Everything about how that how that entire sequence was constructed felt like a long lost, deleted segment from the original film. The 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 coloring, the the, uh, the the police uniforms the the hairstyles the look of Michael Myers mask it that that is a flawless fucking recreation of that original mask and just hearing the uh just hearing the classic melodies once they point out the myers house the dun, 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 like just h- hearing that theme again in in the theater just it sent chills down my spine and I love how. You know, you you see the, the dead dog that that's briefly mentioned in the in the first movie, but you never actually see it. You see the the window broken in as, you know, right when Loomis gives his infamous monologue to Sheriff Brackett. Like you can tell that this house was. Was uh, recreated with so much care and attention and. Both this movie in twenty eighteen have a decent amount of problems, but it's hard for me to dislike these movies because I, I feel like their heart really is in the right place. Clearly it's coming from people who have so much respect for that 1978 original film. And regardless of the quality of, of these films, um, I would say at least I would, I would prefer, Halloween sequels that are not quite hitting the mark, but are at least trying rather than fucking like resurrection.
1: Well, that's clearly a cash cow. Yeah, I cannot I can understand that. Um, do you know what my favorite part of the whole flashback sequences was?
0: Dr. Goddamn motherfucking Loomis. So
1: I was so I so I had done some kind of background research prior to watching this and like when you watch it you think did they do like the Avengers thing where they where they got a guy to I like don't think the, they, they had the
0: budget for that
1: um, well here's what I found out so apparently the, the film's art director Tom Jones Jr. looked a hell of a lot like Donald Pleasant's apparently oh and shit then, and then yeah and then um, apparently so and then they dubbed his voice over with the guy who did the voice who did the voice of Loomis from the recordings from the previous film. Um, to which I'm so that's how basically Doctor that's how basically Doctor um, I mean Donald Pleasance
0: is brought back to life because I'm I'm not gonna lie it it was pretty fucking seamless mm-hmm. like the uh, like obviously you can tell deep down that's not really Donald Pleasance but. I mean, it's, I'll take that over some uncanny Peter Cushing CGI nightmare de-aging effects.
1: From Rogue One, yeah. Uh, But no, yeah, so yeah, apparently the guy looked really similar to Donald Pleasance, which was, like, astounding. Like, there are not a lot of people who have really striking resemblances to uh, people. Like, I mean, there is the doppelganger effect, where, like, um, for every billion person or so there's someone who looks exactly like you um i think that's i think that's how that works i know there's something scientifically proven that there is some that there's something like that there is that phenomenon but yeah i i was really impressed like definitely no cgi in it whatsoever in terms of that but um yeah no so michael michael um is by far like i will say this like they have treated michael like Michael from the 1978 film. Like he, uh, absolutely he feels like Michael Myers. He doesn't feel like, uh, I, like I said, I haven't seen any of the previous sequels except for this new trilogy. My, you know, the next one that comes out next year. But my point is, is that like, this feels like the Michael I remember watching from the 1978 film. Like he's still menacing. Like he, he's scary. Uh, he truly is terrifying. He truly is a force of nature. Very much uh soulless evil incarnate this is this is Michael Myers um they have done him correct even even though I can't I don't know if I can say the rest about the movie um but you know the tone still feels I will I will say that the tone still feels the same like I said so I mean I still feel it blows I mean, it still kind of feel like it blows the movie but like there are definitely things about it that's still keeping keep it for me for thinking It completely sucks because there are definitely qualities of it. The flashback sequence, for example, is definitely one of those. And like they're keeping the original tone of the original film alive, because if you're making Michael that terrifying, um, you're doing something right. Like I can definitely see where Jeff is going with that passion. It's just that the rest of it, I don't know. I'm kind of on. I'm very much. Yeah. the the rest
0: is the rest is uh, it's a mixed bag. There's some moments that I think are fucking wonderful, and others that just feel sloppy. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that. But first things first, the firefighter scene.
1: It was pretty gruesome. Not first things like. first.
0: Fuck you, Universal Marketing Department for pretty much showing that whole goddamn thing in the trailer. Uh, but aside from that, <laughs> I I adore the way because I've watched I've rewatched the scene quite a few times just because I I love the imagery, I love the sound design, I love the the way it's colored, just the way Michael emerges from from the shadows and the way uh, you know he grips his weapon and then all the firefighters look scared shitless and but they're they're prepping for battle anyway and then michael just walks right towards him and it's just a fucking massacre it's it's wonderful (laughs) yeah because not they've never really i mean it's probably been done like I think it was done once in the theatrical cut of the Rob Zombie movie, and the theatrical cut of Curse of Michael Myers, but it was shot so poorly you couldn't see any of it. Of Michael just massacring a group of people, it's very rare. And when you have, uh, so when you have that prospect on top of good cinematography and amazing. Body language from James Hughes, Courtney, really selling Michael, (laughs) I burped, (laughs) fucking, fucking these people up. He, he sells it. And the image of Michael emerging from the, from the house and on fire, like, I'm never going to forget that image. It is terrifying, isn't it?
1: Just like I like, you know, what I some of my favorite shots from that massacre is like when you see the POV of Michael just killing the firefighters. That's oh, yeah. When he stabs it like
0: like a, through the mask and mm-hmm. just falls in first person. Yeah, that shit was so cool.
1: And then especially when like the guy he like when he effortlessly just like um, takes control of the saw and just saws the firefighter with the um with the saw. That's I love crazy.
0: like when he speared that one dude and just lifted him up in the air.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, pretty gruesome. I'm not going to lie. Um,
0: oh, yeah, this movie doesn't, doesn't really fuck around.
1: No, it really doesn't fuck around on like the body count. Like this is, if, if you were, if you were lacking on the body count, like if you felt like the previous one was lacking on the body count severely, then this is probably the movie for you especially because of the way I, uh, I it almost kind of reminds me because like, I haven't seen the original Halloween two, but the way I always remember the way I always recalled just from like listening to maybe Oliver Harper's like retrospective on it. He said that the idea was that like, you know, they wanted a sequel to Halloween two and they wanted a bigger body count compared to the three kids that died. Um, and by, and you know, here's another similarity. Um, Lori in the hospital, very much like the previous film. Um, like the the previous Halloween, too. Um, and I kind of hate that Loria sideline for the rest of the
0: movie. Um, See, I that, mean, like- that's that's actually where I'm going to really, uh, really disagree, because uh, I I feel uh, the way that because I'm I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of a proper three act structure for this trilogy. And to me, it at least kind of makes sense that immediately, if this is picking up immediately after the events of the previous film, then you know she got stabbed in the gut. She's an older woman. She's not going to be able to be very mobile. Mm-hmm. If if she, because I, I guarantee that if you know the moment she heard Michael was alive, then she just gets up and goes to go fight him again you'd probably be criticizing about how it's so unrealistic that a woman her age would be able to, to do that, you know? So it's I'm looking at it from when all these movies come out and you're just able to binge them one after the other, after the other, I think it'll make sense being that, you know, it was, it was a introduction to both the old and new characters. It was, and then this next one, You know, the because I would say that Halloween Kills more or less focuses on the town of Haddonfield, which I think is a very good approach because it's really the first time that the town really felt like a character. And that's honestly what I really appreciate. Like it's I still don't really buy. I mean, In terms of the uh, terms of the kids, I I totally believe them being, you know, a little fucked up after four decades, you know, because especially if you're a kid, you know, something like that is probably going to traumatize you. But I don't know, like I both like and dislike how they treat the, the quote unquote, survivor stories of the original film, because in retrospect, some of them were just brief encounters. If uh like, unless you were little Tommy Doyle or Lindsay Wallace, you know, who saw firsthand what. You know, like like what he was doing and, you know, invading your own home and shit, then, yeah, that that's probably going to that's probably going to fuck with you and stick with you for life, but. That little uh, Lonnie kid, you know, he saw him briefly on the on the street, and it's portrayed like, "Oh man, he like forty years ago, I I escaped death." It,
1: I feel like that's a really stupid line in. Like, to- I I, yeah. I feel like
0: in in reality, you know, it would you just look back and be like, "Oh yeah, I mean that that one thing happened," or yeah. no actually let me backtrack a little bit the very most realistically speaking that an encounter with michael myers that short would be is for is for like a shitty story that you would try to use to to pick up chicks at a bar
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i mean like sure you're a kid and you survive um and you know he luckily he lives um long enough to reach 40 years later. Um, spoiler alert, he bites the bullet in a pretty gruesome fashion that we don't fucking actually... We see the aftermath, but not the actual death. Um, all you hear is a fucking oh, well, shot.
0: Oh, don't worry. Like, we'll, we'll talk about someone who quite literally bit the bullet. Um, but,
1: like, I mean, like, too many... I don't know. I've just... I mean, okay, it, it's so... First of all, it's nice to it is nice to see some of these legacy characters, but some of these legacy characters are fucking wasted.
0: Um That I, I definitely will agree. I I love seeing Charles Cyphers come back as Brackett. Um, did not need to be in this fucking movie, by the way. He did not. I how I wish I would honestly blame this more on the marketing. Like I wish uh like how much cooler would it be if throughout all the marketing of this movie they never even hinted that some of these original cast members were were coming back for for hardcore fans of the franchise that would be such a great little uh like a great little surprise but instead you kind of have the reverse effect where you put so, so much of your marketing into promoting the presence of these legacy characters who don't play that big of a role in the grand scheme of it and so for well, only
1: one of them really plays a big role and for spoilers old, doesn't end well
0: well for older fans you know like uh you know like, like someone like like me for example you know like I've I've followed this franchise for like probably 15 years at this point and um uh, yeah i I'm not gonna lie i I'm a little disappointed about how they were utilized, but at the same time it's kind of like a once in a it's like once it's one of those crazy things that I thought I would never see. Like a new Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis back and there's actors like Charles Cyphers returning as Sheriff Brackett who at that point hasn't acted in a movie in probably like 10 plus years. And so the nostalgic novelty of it makes me smile. And I think after the dust settles, and uh, you know, you know, the marketing is you know nowhere to be seen anymore. I think I'll be able to enjoy it a little more because even even on my second viewing, I I did find myself enjoying it more. Like now that I know that the, the legacy characters play a pretty insignificant part but it's it's fan service for sure. Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, I mean like I mean um, yes because it's it's almost kind of like how the way you mention it, it's almost like kind of like how like because I remember you've told me this before but it's like I'll use another marketing example that really could have been effective but um, they chose not to because he's one of the biggest stars in the world but For Blade Runner 2049, you had always suggested that, you know, it should have been kept a secret that Harrison Ford was going to be in the movie. But, you know, they can't do that because it's Harrison fucking Ford. Um, Right. But it really would have been a really. But how effective would the movie really would have been um, had it been a surprise? You know? Oh, that it would have been
0: been crazy. I think that actually would have generated much more hype around the movie Mm -hmm. and then like, encourage people to actually go see it.
1: Because there's the possibility that maybe Deckard is in it, like, actually in it. So, like, going back to here then, like, it would have been more effective had we not known ahead of time that some of these legacy characters were going back, were going to be in the movie. Especially when you when you find out just how long some of these characters are in here. I mean, like, the longest one is, um, is Tommy Doyle. And, uh, by the way, um, I mean, I like Anthony Michael Hall, but yeah. Um, I hate this per- I I mean like Tommy is just I I get it. Tommy wants to like uh fight back against the man who um has haunted him for all these I, years. the monster has haunted him for all these years but god he of turns don't. into a, he kind of turns into an even bigger monster almost by insight by and that's the other part of the movie that I also have a big pro- um that I also think is just kind of sucks. Um no, cut not kind of does suck. Um but what were you going to say? I was just
0: going to say, like, it's so weird that that uh, that these Halloween movies can't seem to get, like, Tommy Doyle or, like, they, they make him such a fucking weirdo because the first time they brought him back was in A Curse of Michael Myers where Paul Rudd was playing him, and he's a fucking creepy weirdo in in that version. And so with this new one, it's, like, he's not really a creepy weirdo, but... I mean, Anthony Michael Hall's a good actor, and I was kind of stoked because I was just thinking, oh, shit, Rusty Griswold's going to fight Michael Myers? Fuck yeah, bring it on. And it's like he speaks in dramatic trailer line. Like everything he says feels like it's like like the way that he's performing. It. It's designed as a marketing ploy, a trailer. I mean, yeah, I mean, it feels like, just cut it in isolation and you have a perfect line for a trailer, but that's his entire performance and yeah. it's like I I get he's trying to go for you know, like the long awaited payback against Michael, but I don't know if it was just the writing. I don't know if it was the direction he was given, but uh, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall didn't really work for me. Uh for I don't really know. Um I, I feel like she'll play a much larger role in Halloween ends, but it it was cool to see to see Kyle Richards come back as, um, by, uh, the as way, uh, by the way by the way, yeah, as Lindsay
1: from the original film. Um by the way, um we mentioned it in the Halloween twenty eighteen installment, but uh Kyle Richards, uh, like she's I believe she's in her fifties, and I'm like, yeah, I'd go to Go to Cougar Town. If she know birdie.
0: Know I mean. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually this. Uh, I
1: honestly, thought she was. Honestly, I thought she was going to bite the bullet. Um, but no, she survives, and I'm very surprised that um, Michael like did not catch her and kill her. Like he just moved. Yeah. On. So
0: so before we uh, before we get to that, uh, because we got to talk about the scene prior. Uh, I will say that there's this adorable clip of uh, on YouTube. Uh, talking about some of the behind the scenes of this movie, and Kyle Richards is talking to to, to Jamie Lee Curtis, and and she's she's saying to her, "Hey, do you remember when you when you used to carry me as a kid?" And she opens her arms out, and then Jamie like turns around, and then she hops on her back. <laughs> I'm like, that is fucking adorable.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's it's weird that they're both grown women now too. It's so odd, isn't it? Um, oh yeah.
0: And uh, so I, uh, so I will say the, I think it was kind of cool that they, uh, you know, that a couple random extras in Halloween 2018 become you know supporting characters in this movie. You know, like when you're watching them back to it, back, it'll be a cool little thing to pick up on. You know, the uh, the the black couple that uh they're briefly like when they're doing that beautiful fucking tracking shot. Oh in- my
1: god, were they in that one shot?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I was wondering like so what's their importance again in this movie other than the fact that they just meet the legacy characters? But wait, they were, they originally were like so while wow, that wonderful like moment of Michael in his element um again you're saying that like they were briefly like shown for a bit like yeah I so remember, I kind of so, remember now too, yeah, so,
0: yeah so yeah so it was after he uh he clubs the 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 chick with the hammer and then he passes the baby uh goes through goes to the front door and uh walks over to the next house that's that's when you see them
1: and they're just yeah you're right they're just a couple extras wow I mean talk about an upgrade for sure because I'm sure now I mean like spoiler alert they don't make it (laughs) and their deaths are kind of stupid but
0: um i mean his uh his death was cool her uh was fucking dumb as shit okay so uh getting a little ahead of ourselves so so essentially the uh the the town of haddonfield rallies together to go hunt down michael and so so Tommy is uh, or, or sorry, Lindsay and the, the black, uh, the, the black couple and the nurse from the uh, from the original film is uh, are all, you know, they're, they're driving around and then they see a couple of kids swinging on those swings. And that's when the uh, that's when the sequence kicks in. I knocked my mic and. So I. I'm not going to lie yet. This is the moment where my heart kind of sank, where I kind of realized oh, the legacy characters aren't going to play that big of a part. So you have uh, Nancy Stevens come, come back as a, uh, uh, as nurse Marion, you know, uh, you know, s- small scene in the original film came back for Halloween two and, and then was in the cold open of Halloween H2O. So, you know, the fact that she came back, I, I thought was really cool, but she, they don't give her much to do, unfortunately, and uh, it was kind of cool. It was cool to see the uh, to see them bring back that shot of of her by the window as Michael's hand slams against the the car window.
1: Yeah, it's a nice callback. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah. So the moment she uh, sh- she opens the door and says like, "This is for Doctor Loomis," and there's no more bullets, and then she gets killed. Like, oh damn! I wow, well, stupid I, is that I, I line? By more the way. of her. How how
1: stupid is that line? Is like this is for this is for Doctor Loomis and like there's a there's a tweet I saw here by Jay Bauman from Red Letter Media by the way where he like um, actually makes a very fair point. Um, I'm gonna read it out. I'm gonna read it to you right now. Why does Marion Chambers say this is for Doctor Loomis in this timeline? She's just some nurse that gave him a ride to the sanitarium once. 40 years ago, she didn't know him. And it's not like he got killed by Michael or anything. Why is almost every line in this movie so stupid to which I'm like, Jay, I agree
0: with you. That's, uh, he's that not wrong. Uh, but yeah. So then after she gets killed, the, uh, uh, the other dude gets killed pretty gnarly, uh, stabbed through the eye. And prior to this, uh, prior to Marion getting attacked, uh, the the other gal said that uh, she knows how to fire a Desert Eagle gun. Bullshit, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And so so Michael starts attacking the car. She gets out through, through the car window. She just kind of disappears. And then after both Marion and her, her boyfriend are dead, she starts shooting at Michael from about 10 feet away. And then misses every fucking time mm-hmm. and then Michael kicked the, the door towards her making her shoot herself which is fucking hilarious by the way it's uh, one of the
1: dumbest deaths I've seen. Um well, it may well be for lot, one like it's it's, it's just so so really
0: it's, it's really sloppy editing because where the fuck did she go? Like where that was she point, when yeah. where was she when when her her fucking boyfriend is getting murdered because she already had the gun in her hand where the fuck did she go? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Really? Stu- There's some stupid logic in that scene, too. Like, wouldn't you rather be there trying to get Michael off your uh, off your husband or boyfriend and uh, just um, just trying to do everything you can to save him, and instead you get the fuck out of there, and it's like, every man for himself! That kind of logic and stuff. So, right, I, in hindsight.
0: so I will say this at least, even though it's a dumb setup, it leads to one of the best scenes in the movie where Michael is chasing Lindsay through the woods and she, uh, she, she hides, uh, she hides on uh, like uh, behind a tree trunk, I believe uh, just barely out of sight. And it's just this extended sequence of her trying to stay quiet. You just hear the, the sounds of crickets and frogs mm-hmm. and just the haunting sound of Michael's breathing through the mask and you know there's no music it's just all that ambient noise and it's very well done i like seeing michael in that kind of environment uh i think the only other time they did that was in 5 and they didn't really utilize the the environment and um yeah it was it was a very well done sequence and i i'm glad that they didn't completely abandon their uh the, uh, the their suspenseful roots, and
1: again, I'm I'm kind of surprised that she's left alive, or like Michael doesn't spot the. What I was expecting the entire time was like Michael, like because so there's a bridge next to the creek where she hides, right? And um, I expected him half. I expected him just be like uh, Michael walks across the bridge, turns around, and sees her, and like that's that, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly exactly what I was expecting too, but and it doesn't happen, which is kind of stupid. Um, uh, I'm not going to, okay. Maybe not stupid, but I'm like, yeah, I wonder why Lindsay survives this one. Like, there's no, I, I, like you said, they're probably going to explain in the, in the next one, but
0: I mean, maybe just, she's really good friends with with Jamie Lee Curtis and she's a producer. So <laughs> eh, I mean,
1: I mean, like they didn't get the original kid to come back to play uh Tommy. Um, yeah. I've, but,
0: yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if he just wasn't able to be tracked down or he didn't want to do it. I'd, I'm not sure why why he didn't come back, but I don't think he's really an actor anymore. Yeah, sorry. Ugh, not in there. Uh, but
1: so I want to talk about something that um, I think is a great
0: concept, but the execution just fucking sucks. But yeah, so I I know we're going with that. And bef- uh, before we get there, uh, There's a couple things that I wanted to address because I feel like if we don't bring it up now, I'm going to totally, totally forget. Oh, God. All right. What is it? <laughs> so I will say that this movie actually improved a couple of things that I had problems with during the first film. The first being, I'm very glad that my passionate cries for hashtag justice for Ray. We're finally oh, that's right. Yeah, we're we're, we're finally answered. And I'm glad that my my cry for this wonderful fallen savior has uh, was answered by Jason Blum and David Gordon Green themselves, and they were able to make that happen. So uh, you're welcome, everyone. That's uh, (laughs) that's what I'm here for. I'm here to to fix cinema. Uh, But yeah, I'm glad that they actually took time to actually process. Oh, shit. My husband is fucking dead. Oh my god, my father is dead. Maybe I should mourn a little bit and the moments they actually get to to acknowledge what happened, you know, is is decently acted and well done. And second thing, I like that they actually started making the the boyfriend a somewhat likable character because he was kind of an insufferable douche in the first movie. And at least in this one, they tried making him a more supportive, likable character. And I was actually starting to root for him a little bit, but then uh, it didn't go well. And (laughs) third and finally. The fact that Officer Hawkins is fucking alive because God damn it, he was one of the best parts of the of the of the 2018 film and. The moment he got stabbed by Dr. Sardines is sardines that, that, that's forever what I'm going to call him uh yeah I'll the moment,
1: but I'll let it slide
0: yeah the moment he stabbed him and didn't uh I don't know he was such a cool character and it felt like he had such a a shitty death but I'm glad they they pretty much retconned that I'm not even going to question how he survived that being that you know multiple stab wounds and then got ran over by the car But fuck it. I'm just glad I'm glad he stayed. And uh, and actually, I just remembered this one, too. The fact that they actually establish there was some prior romantic history between Laurie and Hawkins. Because if you listen to our uh, 2018 uh, episode, the uh, one of my complaints was it felt like that there was this established history between Laurie and Hawkins And didn't seem that was the case at all. They just seemed to know each other and it made Lori feel more lifeless, but they actually have a scene where they're sharing a hospital room and they're talking about a, a moment that, you know, they almost kissed at, at a bar. And, uh, you know, Hawkins says that he regrets that he didn't make, make a move. And, it's a it's a really sweet moment and it actually really humanized Lori as as a character in this uh, in this iteration of 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 her portrayal because I didn't really buy that she went all Sarah Connor fully in the last movie. She just kind of felt a little off and robotic like it was still a good performance, but it just felt like there were several elements missing to really sell that portrayal of her character. And in this one, at least she feels like she had a life outside of outside of just preparing for the return of Michael Myers. And that at least makes makes it feel more. Leveled, like more believable for me, at least. So, yeah, even though. uh, Yeah, this movie is a few steps forward and a few more steps back. Speaking a few steps back
1: mob mentality. Um, so I like the idea behind this, um, you know, Haddonfield, you know, it's supposed to, they say in the movie, like nothing really happens in Haddonfield, Illinois. And for the most part, nothing happens until 1978 when Michael kills three teenagers. Um, and uh, a cop, well, gets one cop killed, by the way, since you we were talking about actually before I actually get there, um, going backtracking to will Patton as Hawkins. Um, I was always wondering like, why does young Hawkins look familiar in the flashbacks? I'm like, Oh, that's right. He was one of the, uh, soldiers in Kong school Island. Um,
0: Oh shit. That's right. He was.
1: Yeah. Um, but like, I, dude, his performance, I like even young Hawkins is pretty fucking great too. Thomas man props to you for a pretty good, really good performance. But, um like he reveals that like he feels guilty for uh that night because he could have he could have let Dr. Loomis kill Michael and he stopped Dr. Loomis. Um so that's a but like you know, Lori doesn't blame him for it because you know the opportunity is coming. But by the uh, way, I,
0: I absolutely love that they basically tell Laurie straight up bitch, this ain't about you and that's what I mean.
1: So like, th- so that's what I was getting at the town of Haddonfield. Once they see that Michael's back and he's like killing all these people again, the towns like had enough, like, you know, we don't really see this. Maybe we don't really see this a lot in slasher films where like, you know, it was, people it was had kind enough.
0: of, it was kind of briefly touched on in Halloween four, but it was a much smaller group of characters. So didn't they uh, kind of
1: do it in the, in the Halloween two remake that Rob Zombie did too.
0: Nah, not really, okay. Um, at least in this one, like to see it on more of a grand scale is is at least kind of, is at least pretty cool.
1: But uh, but OK, but the idea is basically, you know, um, you know, the town has had enough of like all these killings and they are like they are all for like going. This is why I chanted evil dies tonight, because that's what Tom. Basically, Tommy has incited the entire town to basically go on this giant witch hunt to kill and hunt down. Yeah. Hunt down and kill Michael Myers. So much to the point that like they, that like, so another, so we see that another escaped convict from, um from the sanitarium has, has made his way into the, into the hospital. And he's, he's, he's just, you know, just an innocent guy caught in the crossfire, but the town tries to like the rest of the, like the giant mob in the hospital tries to go after him it's to the point, like people are stamping, stomping over each other. Like people are getting punched in the face and falling over and shit. Fucking Lori gets knocked down to the ground and starts bleeding again from her wound.
0: Um, she gets knocked down, but she gets up again because you're never oh going to keep her fucking- down.
1: <laughs> I get knocked down. I get up again. You're, you're never going to keep me, me down.
0: Else.
1: God damn it, Chumba Um,. <laughs> but uh that is one of the greatest songs ever made um but damn right but but like you know karen does her best to try and save the guy but like you know it's too much and he jumps out of a window and falls to his gratuitously gory death um to which i'm like well that's over fucking kill um okay and then uh and then like even when uh even when karen tells tommy like he wasn't the guy but he's like he could have been and like Tommy, you're an
0: asshole. So well, also uh, like, like I, um uh, I listened to this set uh, to this review. I, I wish I could re- remember which one uh, to, to get, to give them credit, but they, they brought up an excellent point of, you know, like, like, let's say you, let's say something really awful happens in your area and like, there's a, there's a dangerous criminal and they commit a really heinous act. And once they're finally caught, what's the news going to constantly show their mugshot? And the face of that person is going to be permanently plastered in your brain, essentially, whenever you hear that name. And Uh. it's clearly established that they, that uh, Michael Myers mugshot is shown on the news like, you know they they rack focus from the uh from the other inmate that's uh that's on the loose and then the moment it cuts over to Michael they rack focus back onto Tommy Doyle so you don't see so you don't see Michael's face but from the perspective of the residents of Haddonfield, clearly they know what Michael Myers sh- should look like so how the fuck did they get him confused for someone that looks like fucking Danny DeVito yeah like i I legitimately do not understand that, and I get what they're going for, and if they just cast another person that had like a similar physique to James Jude Courtney, it would, I think the point they're trying to drive home would actually make sense.
1: Yeah, I agree
0: but instead
1: it's so and asinine it's, and
0: that's no knock against the, the actor that, uh, that did his part in, in the movie, you know, like he, he didn't really say anything. And he, he, I think he did, he did a good job, you know, conveying a, like a look of sadness without, without any dialogue really. So, I mean, I give props to that actor, but I just think that, you know, wasn't right. Wasn't right for that part. and, yeah, that's um like it, it doesn't sound like much but it it's like a giant pile of of sand that's uh that's really making that heap over pile and it's uh yeah, it's it doesn't work and in retrospect it makes that entire subplot feel uh, kind of more like a time waster like i i do like the shot of um of when the when the sheriff of haddonfield you know in the aftermath is uh you know he, he's sitting in the in the stairwell and he's just looking at his trampled cowboy hat that uh, that yeah. he that he he keeps uh uh that he keeps wearing um i mean and i feel like the actor did a good job of conveying you know like that he's Completely lost control of of his town, uh, so I, I hope that actor comes back for the next movie because I, I that dude's cool I I, I want to see more of him, but uh, but yeah I I'm I'm with you there where it was a good idea in concept but it was.
1: A landing is complete shot. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. it's,
0: it's, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And no, it doesn't.
1: It really doesn't. I mean, again, I appreciate what they're going with. It's just yeah, so cause... chaotic. It's so stupid. Um, well, plus, like, um... I, I
0: do like the, the idea of, you know, of Michael Myers, essential. just like the, the fear around his name is causing such chaotic pandemonium Throughout this this town, and and then everyone just starts turning on each other. And oh, I burped again. Uh, yeah, it's so close, but so far.
1: Yeah, and again, the idea is solid. It's just, I agree. The execution is really, really fucking dumb. Uh, just, it, it just like. Again, like everyone is stupid. Like everyone in the mob is stupid. They're blindly going after someone who n- clearly doesn't even look like Michael. Um, everyone is just yeah. Everyone's just so blind, blinded by their hatred and like f- you know fear mongering and like hate mongering that like in their in their in their anger they killed. It. They've caused an innocent man to kill himself kill themselves yeah if you will but yeah just so yeah the logic the execution just completely bonkers (laughs) over the top and stupid and uh again great concept but yeah not a great con not yeah, the landing just does not stick whatsoever uh this is and i think you could you could have definitely done it right i mean like how i guess how i would have done it right is you play it up um, smartly, you don't just ramp it up in like within 10, 20 minutes of the movie, like you spread it out throughout the movie, and then maybe, maybe, um, you do it in the next movie, if you will. I mean, that's how I probably, I'm just kind of going off of my head. I'm sure they'll try, I'm sure they'll try something else by the next movie, if you will, but um, there's some interesting things we should probably talk about the next movie if we have any speculations, but. Um, but I mean, in terms of moving, moving along with the plot, so, um, by the way, there is one of the things I do like, actually, um, that couple that lives in Michael's house. Um, so Michael McDonald plays little John. and then,
0: then, uh, (laughs) fucking Stewart. Stewart. (laughs) So I, I, I'm so tempted to, uh, because I wish he had an on screen death because I would just, I would love to edit. Like if he had like a slow, like, uh, if there was like a slow motion scene of the knife, like making contact towards his body, just add the Tom, Michael, Tom! <laughs>
1: God bless you, Matt TV. Um, but I, I like dude. I, I, um, yeah, the, it it kind of it sucks that we see his husband's death but we don't really see his
0: death it's kind of just implied i mean kind of see- i didn't i didn't mind that like at least like in the the context of uh or like the the way that that scene was shot mm-hmm. uh like i think it it kind of made up for it and uh but yeah i will say that uh that whole fucking his husband Getting uh his eyes gouged out, and you actually well, see. Well, first of all, he
1: gets stabbed in the he gets stabbed in the armpit, just so that Michael is paralyzing him, and then he just grabs him by the hand and then starts gouging his eyes out and ripping his head apart. And That's you actually see the gruesome.
0: eyes rolling out. It's fucking nasty, <sighs> but it's wonderful. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is pretty gruesome.
1: It goes to show just how crazy, just how crazy, inhuman Michael really is. And then, I mean, we'll see just how crazy, unstoppable he is later. But still, I'm just like, what the fuck. Um, but but, but no. yeah, I, I will, I
0: will, I will say the um, I do like uh, you know when when Michael McDonald uh, heads upstairs and because that's supposed to be his Michael's sister's room. Yeah, and and so I like the I just like the imagery of. Uh, you know, like of, of him saying Michael and then Michael turns around, you know, as he's looking out the out his old his, his sister's old bedroom window and mm-hmm. just the the music kicks in and just just sharing those lines. You came home and the way Michael just uh, walks towards him, you know, like this cool shot from the outside of the house and Michael just leaves the frame of the window and you, and you just you hear him screaming. And uh cuz one of my favorite things from the uh from the 2018 film was seeing the aftermath of some of those kills. It kind of left a lot more to your imagination about the sheer brutality of what just happened. Mm-hmm. And so even though in this movie it's much more grotesque, at least it didn't uh, completely f- forget about that. There's some
1: since you brought that up. There's actually something that I saw uh an article for about like that's something that I guess they brought back from the original Halloween, where it's like uh, Michael likes to um, set up his victims after their deaths. Yes, I guess because um, like so when uh, so earlier when um, when when the gang find uh, Lindsay alive, they find like the other victims just all like uh, in mass. Yeah, wearing
0: like uh, wearing some uh, silver shamrock masks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. Two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween.
0: It's almost time, kids. Gather around your TV sets and don't forget the big giveaway at nine. I, I I may like Halloween three. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll talk about it next year. Maybe we will. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Next year. Yeah, definitely next year. Uh, anyway. <laughs>
1: But no, but like, yeah, I like the way how like, um, so when, uh, Michael, so when, um, so basically they've, so basically, uh, the game is kind of like split off. So, um, Allison and, um, her, what's her boyfriend's name again? It was, uh, God,
0: uh, Cameron. Cameron, Cameron Cameron
1: and his father, Lonnie, um, they they realize that what they realize that Michael has just decided to just go back home, and that's why there's all this death and destruction in that path. And so they get to the house. Um, Lonnie goes in first. Um, how the fuck is Lonnie dead? By the way, uh, he oh I can tell you he's fucking been collapsed up in the attic, and his body is kind of like hanging from like the attic, if you will, and then like. And then, like uh, to distract everybody, um, well, to distract his victims, Michael has set up um, the gay couple as one of their to look like one of their uh, photo portraits,
0: if you will. Which well, is like- at least with with that, you know, it's something that he did do in the original film.
1: Yeah, that's what I understand from what I
0: and. What I And uh, there is a a line from uh, from Will Patton where he says, uh, like, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he says that, you know, he has the like the the mind of a of a six year old in the body of an animal.
1: Yeah, that is accurate, because he didn't because like, yeah, he was because Michael was six years old when he infamously killed his sister.
0: So you're right. And so I feel like that's actually a an interesting perspective of Michael that I've never really seen before. And I think it actually kind of works and it actually makes, it makes enough sense, you know, because he's like, uh, like that that infamous kill of the, uh, from the first film where, uh, where Linda's boyfriend is, uh, you know, like he's, he's hung up with one, with one hand and then, stabbed, uh, stabbed in the stomach. And then Michael just looks, uh, you know, tilts his head back and forth like it. Uh, I can now kind of see that as like a childlike curiosity, just being fascinated with the concept of death. Well, that that kind of brings up a good point, because so like after after.
1: My, so going back a bit, Michael, you know, kills the firefighters. He kills that. One, he kills that one
0: couple in the. um. Oh, yeah. the home. Um, yeah the, the way he's te- basically testing out testing the knives, knives. Out. now that you
1: bring that point out that is fascinating cuz he's basically not only is he testing the knives out he's just having fun with the knives
0: It exactly exactly and the fact uh like it feels like like really just fucked up in a in an interesting way that Michael's never really done where uh where you know, like the the wife is barely alive, and the last thing she sees is her husband getting stabbed multiple times with all these with knives. different knives. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucking brutal, man, and it's uh, I I think moments like that are really going to solidify James Jude Courtney's portrayal of Michael Myers as probably the most brutal. I don't know because. Tyler Maine from Rob Zombie's movies, like, uh, despite my issues with those movies, Tyler Maine's portrayal as Michael Myers is pretty fucking outstanding. Until he speaks, right? Uh, that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But I mean, so if I'm not mistaken, though, Nick Castle did come back, though, right? He 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 does the breathing for Michael again,
0: right? I believe so. Uh, I don't know if he had any actual on screen uh, on screen moments as Michael, uh, because at least in the in the 2018 film, it made sense when they utilized utilized him. You know, it's the mm-hmm. first moment that's you know that Michael and Laurie lock eyes with each other. So the fact that it's Michael seeing Laurie for the first time in the movie and behind the scenes, it's it's uh, Nick Castle locking eyes with Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, just like in the first movie. So that's that's like as much of a reunion as you could get. Only if it was John Carpenter uh, directing the movie. Yeah. Uh, So if Nick Castle is. Wearing the mask at all, I don't know what moments he would be. In the costume, because I thought. Initially, maybe during the flashback scene, but it uh, but it, it, it was definitely a, a different actor uh, portraying him there. So I honestly have no fucking idea. So then um, so going back to so then going
1: back to the rest of the film, uh, how does Cameron? So uh, unfortunately, Cameron does die, but like that how does he die?
0: Fucking brutal. So it, uh, so I do like how you know he's uh, like you know he's looking for his father, and then once he, uh, you know, once he drops from the attic, and Michael just bursts from the from the closet. How he's just so fucking freaked out, and just misses with uh, with his shots, and then just doesn't get away. And that feels like a very authentic reaction to something like that and you know the fact that he's fucking suffering you know he gets stabbed in the gut a couple times and then you know gets his head knocked knocked uh, knocked through the the rails then michael just bashes his neck through a few times and then he's barely hanging on and then allison's trying to distract michael and then as soon as he passes him on the stairs just snaps his fucking neck and the sound effect by the way like made me squirm in my seat it was ugh, it was fucking nasty well what,
1: I, well what I well like so I, so Allison she's basically like come on motherfucker come on and then she loses and then she come, on, do the come on god damn it but then like she loses all hope when she sees Michael snap Cameron's neck and she's like no and then, like, so basically once uh, Michael fucking um, got, has got her and is about to stab her, she's like, come on, do it, do it, do it. What happens? Karen comes up, literally pitchforks him in the back and ta- steals his mask off and ta- peels his mask off. Um, and she basically is, is like, like, this is what you want? Come on. And basically lures him outside, if you will. Um, by the way, I... Um, I like how there are just these brief glances of seeing uh, James Jude Courtney's face, like actually seeing Michael's face. Yeah. And you know, I kind of just like, kind of just like how it briefly was in the first, in the original Halloween movie when like, when Laurie briefly pulls off his mask, you can kind of just see what he briefly looks like. He just looks like a normal man and then plus, he just puts the mask back on.
0: Plus like, I just, I, I always love the imagery of Michael Myers walking through an empty, deserted neighborhood at night, like cutting through yards and uh, just all these different corners around houses and having the music there kicking in. Uh, So that little that little chase through the neighborhood with uh, with Karen, it seems like that always, always just give me a smile. Like it it reminds me of of the original film. It reminds me of Halloween four, which is one of my personal favorites it's uh yeah like I just that feels like the proper Halloween atmosphere to me like it's like it's the image that en- encapsulates what makes the the feel of the franchise so so unique I think and uh then this segues into the uh, the all out brawl the one
1: of the dumbest things about the movie I'm not gonna lie uh
0: I'm mixed on it. It uh so I mean I I like uh like it was cheap fan service, but I did have a smile of of bracket saying to Michael Everyone's entitled to one good scare. <laughs> like I It's such a stupid line. It's though. so stupid, but it's cheap fan service and the I don't know, fuck it. I'm a fan, it 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 was it was Kind of cool uh, in, a, in the cheap, cheapest way imaginable. It, it, it's the equivalent of seeing like those fucking uh, Tatooine bar members sh- randomly show up in Rogue One. Like, oh, I understood that reference. You know, like it's it's cheap, yeah, but it, if it tickles the the inner fan, funny bone, bo- if you will, bo- boner, <laughs> which it did for me, then yeah, it like I I can accept it and. I like the prospect of Michael just taking on a group of pissed off people. And, you know, like, uh, like yeah, we, we kind of got that with the firefighter scene, but the fact that it, these are just residents of Haddonfield, they're just fucking sick of him. Did you see the one woman with
1: a fucking, like, uh, iron?
0: Yeah, no, she she was ready. <laughs> what the ready- fuck is that going to do? She was ready to f- to fuck him up, though. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so all those stunt people, all those stunt people. So the actual uh, so the actual uh you know, the initial throwdown, you know, it's uh, like it it's it shot decently enough. Like I I don't really mind it, but it's what happens after where things get a little sloppy where uh where bracket, you know, slowly walks over to to Michael and I well, hold so, on. So I, I I I want to say just one one quick thing. I kind of wish Brackett just got one line as he's pointing the gun at Michael. If he just said this is for Annie, I think that would have gone a long way. Yeah, he doesn't really acknowledge his daughter, does he? Like, like it's he, funny because
1: because they, like they he, show like a he they mentioned show like
0: a that, yeah, he mentions that they that they killed her that Michael killed her forty years ago, but d- doesn't mention her by name or anything, which kind of felt weird.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing is too is that they actually show footage from Halloween Two, like showing her body being strolled away or whatnot. Yeah, that, that's
0: before. right. Yeah, um, that that what that was kind of weird, especially from the now unrelated sequel. By the way. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it was convenient for stock footage, so yeah. I guess those those three seconds of Halloween Two are now officially canon. The rest of the movie, nah.
1: Yep. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just oh god, just um, because basically he gets sh- fucking Michael gets shot, so obviously he should not be getting up. Obviously, that's not the case because it's Michael Myers. But like,
0: you know, he, um, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again because you're never going to keep him down. <laughs> Don't say,
1: you? don't. You can only use that for Lori. You can't say that for Michael. Um, I can do whatever the because, fuck I want. Oh God. <sighs> but here's something that I thought was interesting, um, and it's an interesting theory that I found was fascinating. But um, so, and, and it relates to the last death of the movie. So, you know, Tommy's like, "Look, we got this. If you want, um, Karen, go be with Allison." And you know, Karen is gonna go with see her daughter, but before she goes, she just takes the nap and literally backstabs Michael while on the ground, and then leaves. Um, and then, like, you know, after after uh, Brackett almost shoots him, then he gets his fucking like, throat slit by Michael, and then Michael gets his second win and starts killing everybody. Uh, Tommy has been smacking the shit out of him with a baseball bat. What does Michael do? He whack his head off whack his head in with one swing of the bat because Michael is that strong. And then, um, you know, the carnage is all there. Um, there's a really fascinating shot I like, by the way. So like Karen's looking up in the window of uh, Michael's sister's window and you see like kind of the ghostly image of six year old Michael. Yeah, Which I thought was fascinating. Maybe it's captured. Maybe it's something someone theorist that maybe Because going back to it, it's like you said, like he's a six year old. So maybe, maybe the original child of Michael is the original innocence of Michael is still there, if you will, in the house. And that's why he keeps going back to it. I don't know. So she goes back in. Um, Lori is reflecting on like basically how um, the town is what Michael has done to the town or whatnot. And uh, how she, you know, she's planning on like getting back at Michael, and um, you know, Karen goes up to uh, Michael's sister's bedroom, looks out the window, and then um, the movie ends with her getting fucking stabbed to death.
0: Yeah, um, that
1: was a bullshit ending.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I kind of expected something like this to happen because this was always designed as as like a was like a setup mo- movie because that's what this
1: big that's what the movie's biggest problem is it just feels like if you want it's it's kind of almost like uh um, what did it what did i say what did um what what was it i forget what movie it was but like um like if you want to get to this mo- oh That's right. When we talked about the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie, it's like, because there's a possibility of actually getting the actual tournament. It's like, oh, guys, if you want to watch the actual Mortal Kombat movie where they all go to the tournament, you got to watch this movie first. Um, And then I don't, and I have not heard anything about the Mortal Kombat movie getting a sequel. But here it just felt like, you know, because I know that there is a definitive ending coming, I'm just like, That is the biggest problem, isn't it? It just feels like everything's here so we can get to Michael actually fucking finally dying in the sequel and Halloween ends. But even then, I'm like, it's Hollywood. They're going to find a way to bring him back because fucking uh, Hollywood likes to milk this shit. Um, I'll go also go watch it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, this is the only sequel trilogy I will watch of Halloween, and that's fucking it. I'll watch Halloween 2, Halloween 3, and Halloween H2O, and that's about it. But Halloween everything 4 is good fuck itself. What? Halloween four is pretty good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Um so, but um but yeah. So there's a theory as to why there is an interesting theory I, I heard in a YouTube video today about like the ending of Halloween Explained is that the reason why Karen dies is because instead of going to be with her daughter, she literally backstabs Michael, um, thus setting up her eventual demise. Um, I don't, I, I, that's, that's, I'm kind of like paraphrasing that, but that's kind of the idea. And so,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I would say like, I would disagree with it being a bad, a bad ending is because, you know, they're setting up, the last film of this trilogy. And so they need the stakes to be as high as possible for it to be an engaging narrative. So Michael killed Lori's only daughter. So it's like that's yeah, I'm I'm at least curious about how that about what that's going to do to Loria as a character. And, you know, she's only so like when that final conflict actually happens. I feel like the weight of Michael and Lori fighting one last time is going to be a lot more gratifying, impactful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, like, so, I mean, before we finish out this installment, then go under final thoughts, I have some, I have some kind of theories or predictions or an expectations for the Halloween ends. Then that I'd I like to go, that I'd like to go over with you. So, First and foremost, I think... So, actually, before I actually discuss that part, so, from what I hear, apparently the third movie is going to be a commentary on the pandemic. Um, this is what I heard. And basically, the idea is that, like, you know, everyone's in lockdown... I mean, Haddonfield's now in lockdown because, like, you know, Michael's still out there killing people. So, people are just so antsy about, like, trying to get out there and getting back to killing Michael... Getting out of the... You know, wanting to be safe, but like, you know, they don't want to go out where Michael is or whatnot, and then like I don't know what the what how they're gonna deal with the whole mask thing or whatnot. So I don't know. Look, like, this is just what I've heard. But going into what I think is the actual what I think will actually happen, I think what they're ultimately setting up is that Allison will be the final, final girl. Lori will sacrifice herself. Um, to kill Mike well, to stop Michael and in the process Allison becomes the one to ultimately finish him that's my theory I don't know if you agree with that but I'm um, yeah I
0: mean in terms of uh, in terms of the next film you know touching on things like like uh, the pandemic and everything that actually has me worried because I don't mind social commentary in movies but It depends on how you interweave that into your narrative and how subtle you are. And I don't think the writers behind these movies know how to be subtle. So I would prefer to keep messaging like that away from my escapist slasher films without messages about shit that I don't want to think about while I'm watching a Halloween movie being shoved in my fucking face. So that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, that actually has me a little concerned, but, uh, I hope I'm dead ass wrong, but we'll see. Um, I forgot what I was going to say after that. Well, I mean,
1: well, what I was saying is that in terms of how I feel like, um, Allison will be the final, final girl, right?
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think Lori will die and I think Allison will be the sole survivor. And I kind of see in order for Lori to kill Michael, Lori will have to sacrifice herself. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely think, uh, This is building up to to a Laurie Strode sacrifice. And in terms of where things will go after that, uh, I hear rumblings on uh, certain continuations uh, regarding a certain film in the franchise that uh, has uh, gone on to acquire much love, rightfully so, if I must say so myself. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Well. Um. Overall, then I guess. Yeah.
0: Since- uh. So, my overall uh, final thoughts. You know, I'm. I'm a pretty big fucking fan of this franchise, and I can even enjoy the shittiest installments. So. In terms of this movie being pretty fucking flawed, I can at least overlook it because it's at least trying to be a respectful continuation of the first film. And there's at least enough imagery that I'm always going to remember when looking back. Uh, You know, obviously, James Jude Courtney was able to solidify himself as probably the best michael myers we've ever seen um uh, you know there's uh there's some really gnarly kills michael's portrayal is fucking outstanding uh yeah there's just obviously questionable script choices uh, subplots that go nowhere scenes that drag on a little too long awkward comedy uh sloppy editing at some points but you know what? This franchise has seen so much fucking worse. And at least for me, on my second viewing, like uh, just like the first time around, you know, it's uh, the movie just blew by. Like it went by so fucking fast. So I can at least see this being a good background noise movie. You know, like if you're you're, you're doing something else, you just want something to listen to in the background I think this is perfect for that because it uh, you know, from the get go, it doesn't require much investment since since it's just picking up after the events of the of the previous film and it just stays with that uh, with that gap and you're just in in the thick of it the whole time. So it's it's an easily rewatchable movie. Uh, I think when it gets stuff right, it gets it really fucking right. When it shits the bed, it's a pretty stinky pile. Um, yeah, so it's it's a mixed bag. But being a more forgiving person when it comes to installments in this franchise, uh, I'm obviously bi- biased. So I'm just gonna leave that up to up to you, you fellow moviegoers.
1: Well, I mean, I guess in my case, then, yeah, I, I'm really conflicted because I do think this movie, like I said, kind of blows, but there's enough in it for me to not completely hate it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't see, really see myself going back to watching this. I, pro- I feel like once Halloween ends, finally, officially releases and then um, if I'm like really feeling it and I want to watch like the complete story, then I'll watch Halloween Kills because I feel like on its own, like Halloween Kills just feels like just like a, a middle section without a beginning and an end. Yeah, There's I just too much stupidity in it. So I just yeah, I that's, I, I, how, that's how I feel about it.
0: I, I am legit curious how it'll hold up when we have the entire story told.
1: And then, even then, I feel like you know Halloween ends. It's like even if even if it's supposed to be the final movie in that trilogy, you know they'll bring they'll bring Michael back, like because it's fucking Hollywood. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Like mark my words, people. When this when Halloween ends comes out, they will find a way to make another fucking sequel because it's fucking Michael Myers and it's Hollywood. It's Halloween. It's brand name recognition, they're going to make sure that they'll milk this fucking shit forever. So and that's I, it. That's all I have to say. And I fucking can't matter.
0: fucking wait.
1: And go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm kind of a little pissed off right now, so I'm just going to say this, everybody. So sorry for my anger, but yeah, or just my pissed offness at this point, but all right. Well, folks, thanks for listening for to this very special installment of two Nerdskis in a podcast um yeah go follow the instagram go subscribe to the youtube channel go listen to us on apple and uh spotify um i have nothing else further to say on that front so um jeff why don't you play us out then in this case
0: uh go fuck yourself eric bye
1: stay shiny have a good one